this is Laren Baker, and welcome to the Kitchen Confidant Podcast. Today, we're chatting with Kimberly Sorensen of Triple Delight Blueberries, a sixth-generation California family farm. Kim and her husband, Mark, established Triple Delight Blueberries in 1997 in California's San Joaquin Valley and brings fresh blueberries to kitchens and many of the top restaurants throughout the San Francisco Bay Area. I first encountered Triple Delight Berries many years ago at the Ferry Plaza Farmer's Market in San Francisco, and it was one of those life-changing moments. Their blueberries are seriously the best. And now I look for them every year whenever I visit farmer's markets throughout the Bay Area during blueberry season. I am so excited to welcome Kim to the podcast. Hey, Kim. Hello, Larian. It's just so good to be here. I've been excited about this. Me too. For over a year, actually. We've (laughs) We've been been talking about about it for a while. We have. have. But I'm really glad that it's working out to to do this right before blueberry season starts. So this is perfect. I know. Perfect timing. Okay. So I always start by asking, what's the first thing that you ever cooked and about how old were you? Oh, my goodness. Well, I had a grandmother that was a pie maker connoisseur. I mean, she, she was the best pie maker there was. And so I always got to go to her house and help with the pies. So that's my, a a huge memory for me. Um, of course I probably, probably made eggs at some point or another by myself (laughs) without (laughs) her, but, um, but I've always loved cooking and baking and, um, anything in the kitchen. So I always envy people who grew up making pies. Like I did not, um, luckily I have a mother-in-law who is like my pie maven in my life. Uh-huh. I always found, you know, crimping so challenging and, you know, especially <laughs> in the beginning. So I think it's so nice that you have those memories with her. It's awesome. It's so great. My mom didn't make pies. So I learned everything I knew from my grandma and then now my, my daughters make pies. So it's, we're, we're passing it down. <laughs> Yay. So could you please tell everyone a little bit more about yourself and what life looked like before you started Triple Delight Blueberries? So um, I did not grow up in a farming family, but in a farming community. So my husband is the is the farmer. Um, he's a fifth generation raisin farmer, and we we sell our raisins to sun made growers, which I'm sure you you re- know about the little red box with the mm-hmm. with the lady on it. Um, and so that's all we'd ever done, and that's all he had ever done, and we'd been married for several years, had three little girls and just wanted to do something to not only to diversify our farm, but just to, to involve our family because with raisins, literally we, you know, a crew comes in and picks them. Now it's all mechanized, but at that time it was, uh, it was all picked by hand and we never had anything to do with it. Once it was shipped off to the, to the plant, you know, nothing, nothing was ever in our hands anymore. And and it was just, we wanted our girls to be able to have um, kind of a more of a hands-on experience. And so we loved blueberries and we had, we were literally in our area, one of the very first farmers to even plant them. We, it was a, it was really a test um, Mm. for the Central Valley. Uh, We knew one other person that was doing it at the same time as us, but we, we planted three acres and, um, yeah, we've learned a lot since those days, what what to do, what not to do, but uh, it worked. And we just loved what we were doing and thought, 
let's just for fun. Um, we had been growing them for two or three years and thought, let's, let's try going to a farmer's market. Let's take the girls and we'll go as a family. And so we packed up our truck and went to the Aptos farmer's market. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was, a, we had a blast. The girls had so much fun. We, you know, we, we had to stop because our tarp fell off like three times on the way there, but oh, no. <laughs> was, you know, we were on our way home thinking this is awesome. We just, it was a great experience for them to see, you know, from start to finish, um, you know, growing the blueberries. We, we actually hand packed them, the girls and I, to, to take to the market oh, wow. and um, they got to stand behind the stand and sell them and take the money and give the change. And it just was a fun learning experience for them. And it was really a fun family, family thing for us to do. So that was the beginning <laughs> because <laughs> uh, we started that, that first year. And then the next year we had uh, a retired couple that wanted to join us. And so they started doing two or three markets a week. And then, you know, that basically those days turned into um, now we have, um, you know, 20 some years later, we have probably 40 people that work for us during the season. We do close to 70 farmers markets a week during wow. our 10 to 12 week season, all mostly all in the Bay Area. Um, we do, you know, all the way from as far south as Carmel, Monterey, and then we go as far north as Napa, um, and we do a lot of Marin markets, and so, and then we do some Sacramento markets as well. But oh, gosh, you know, far up there, <laughs> it is, it is. But we've got kind of got it down to a science, and honestly, it's always been people that are either family friends or know of our a friend, and it's it's been a great it's a, it's a really good, you know, short job for a college student or retired couples. And, and we, we really are a family and we kind of do it all together. And so, um, we are, our family is still very hands-on. We all, you know, my girls, their husbands, my husband and I, we all split up and do markets on the weekends and, and, um, we all come back together and, have dinner after our markets on Saturday night, and then we do it again Sunday morning. So it's, it's something that we, we started so many years ago, but we still do it the same way. You know, it's just expanded. And now we have, we, you know, we started with three acres. Now we have uh, 50 acres of producing organic blueberries, and then another 30 acres of conventional. And we just planted um, another 20 acre block of organic. So you know, we wow. have really grown a lot. And so um, it's, it's become a whole lot bigger than just a little side, you know, something to do for fun. <laughs> Gosh, I, I love when things just grow organically like that. And it becomes yeah. something bigger than you ever imagined. Okay, it, could you tell everyone why you named it Triple Delight? Because I love that story. Yes. So, you know, we were starting when we started to go to the farmer's markets, we needed, kind of needed a farm name. We didn't want to just say, you know, Mark and Kim Sorensen. So we kind of threw it out there to a few friends and we, I, I really wish we, I had the other options because I can't really remember what they were, but triple delight was one of the, one of the 
three or four options. And by far, it was a unanimous de decision that that should be the, the name. And it's because we have three delightful daughters. And Aww. so we wanted to, we wanted to incorporate them into the name without saying, you know, three sister farm or mm -hmm. anything like that. So, you know, people think it's because our berries are triple delightful, but it, it's really, it really started because of the girls. Well, I can personally vouch that the blueberries, I'm sure your daughters are delightful, but the blueberries <laughs> truly are. Without knowing the story, they are really seriously the best. And I feel so bad when nobody else can taste it, like if you're not in the Bay Area, because like, it's just, what what varieties do you grow and what makes them so special? Well, you know, it, I do love that when, because we, we, at our farmer's markets, we try to give out samples to people. And I have so many people that will say, and before the pandemic, that was very easy. And they've, yeah. they stopped it for a couple of years, but I think they're going to allow us this year again to, to be able to give samples. So um, I love it when somebody says, yeah, I, I don't really like blueberries. And I'll just say, you know, have you tried ours? <laughs> <Because> <laughs> ours are different. And so so many times they will taste it and, and say, oh my goodness, I, I love these. And so anyway, yes, we have, um, we have several different varieties. We, we grow six or seven different varieties. Our favorites are, and, and tend to be favorites of most of the customers early on it's snow chaser is a really great tasting variety. Um, we have another one that's called star. That's a little tart a little more tart, but um, people love it. And then my personal favorite is called Legacy. And it's the one that we wrap up the season with at the end. And uh, yeah, we, I, it just has a really firm, really intense flavor. But, but here's the thing I have, I have tasted other farmers that grow those same varieties and not trying to, you know, <laughs> pat my husband and, and his farming practices all uh, build that up. But he, he does a really great job and puts a lot of tender, loving care into our berries. So things well above, you know, the norm, which, which really do give them the extra flavor, I believe. So, so, so some of what, some of those I, things I think are his secret. So <laughs> secret. I was gonna say, what are the secrets? <laughs> you know, they do need they do need to have the correct pH in the soil. That's really important. Um, and so, just the ways that you go about doing that, um, we've had to be get really creative and and make a lot of big adjustments, <clears throat> expensive adjustments to to the organic fields because that is a is a challenge. Mm -hmm. to do it completely organically. And so, um, but I, he's doing a great job because it's, they are really tasting great. I was, I was a little concerned about that when we were switching over. Um, just, you know, would we be able to maintain the flavor and the taste? And I, and I think we are. So that's, that's exciting. We just, with this new field, we just planted, we also planted two or three long rows of test varieties. So we have several new, new varieties that we're going to be testing and um, hopefully we can even do that in some of the markets and get people's opinion on on some of the new varieties that we're considering. And um, one thing we did plant, we planted an acre of, I don't know if you've ever heard of pink blueberries, but- um, Are they just sort I, of like lighter in color? Like they are pink. Pinkish? No, they are wow. really pink. Yeah, they don't get blue at all. So oh, I'm wow. not exactly sure why we call them pink blueberries, but- <laughs> Pink berries. <laughs> um, but they really do have a great flavor. So- 
I, you know, it'll, it'll be a novelty. We'll probably only have them for a couple of weeks because they have a short season, but we'll see how, you know, see how they go and how people like them. So that, that's exciting. I think pink is just such a, you know, in the culinary world, everyone's like pink know, watermelon, yes. pink, pink pineapple, mm. like whatever pink they can find. So that'll do well. well and no we problem. do sell to a lot of, a lot of, uh, restaurants in the Bay Area. Obviously, there's a lot and a lot of we I think we I counted a couple years ago before, of course, before the pandemic, we were selling to over 15 Michelin star restaurants. And so I think this may be something that, you know, would strike their fancy, they might think of some great creative way to use them, I'm sure. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, that's so exciting. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they'll, they'll love that. It's just probably great. For well, the I'll have to make pieces. sure I get you some and you, oh, can do thank you. you can do something fun with them. Oh, <laughs> I would love that. I feel like I throw blueberries into everything <laughs> sweet and savory and it's just my favorite. So let's back up a little bit in terms of the season. It's only 10 to 12 weeks for your farm. And I, I know that because like, I'll ask them, how many more weeks do we have? Yes, <laughs> and they'll let me yes. know this is our last week. This is um, it. Yeah, and I know people who will like stock up and oh my goodness. freeze yeah. them. They but do. Why? Why? What makes your season different from other growers? So um, because of those different varieties that we have, we have spaced it out. When we first started, our season was only five or six weeks because each variety is only four to six weeks. Mm. So we've had to plant different varieties to space our season out longer. So we'll, we'll be starting in probably three weeks in, in mid April. We're hoping to start Easter weekend um, with our first variety snow chaser. And, and actually on our, on our organic field, it's kind of located out more towards the West side of the Valley. So it gets a little warmer there and we have some of them under hoops. So they're going to, that's why they get ripe a little earlier. So we, we always just try to do everything we can to, ex, you know, extend the season longer. So earlier is better. That's when people are really more excited to get some, some fresh fruit after the long winter, I think. Yeah. So, um, so those early varieties under a hoop is going to, is going to produce earlier. So, um, that's the way we can start in April. And then these later varieties don't even start producing until mm, like the second week of June. So then that will take us through usually 4th of July weekend. So we, we try to, and then, and then by that time, you know, the snow chasers are long gone. So we were right in the middle of the season. Um, we could be picking four or five different varieties all at once. So, wow. um, you know, it's, it's hard to say, but early on we start with snow chaser and then we end with legacy. And so, uh, we pick all the others in the middle. What is that season like for you, like personally, just overseeing everything? Is it just a crazy, crazy time? It's a crazy time. We all have our own, you know, we all have our jobs. I'm kind of the logistics person, which, um, you know, seeing that all the markets are covered and who's going to what market and, and how they're going to get their berries and, you know, what what we're going to do if they have any left over and, you know, all of those logistical things that that go with this. And so that's a lot of work. Um, my fortunately, my my daughters um, now are married and their son, their husband. So my son in laws are really stepping up and helping me so much in getting, um, you know, they do all of the delivering and figuring out how much goes to each location. And now um, they're starting to help me with the logistics as well. So 
you know, it is taking a little bit off of my shoulders. Um, my, my husband and my son-in-laws also, you know, they are, you know, in the field every day, just monitoring what's happening there that we're, we're doing all kinds of new, uh, you know, there's new technology now that that is so wonderful. Obviously, the water is a big yes. issue nowadays. And so, you know, we've installed these water monitors that are so awesome. You know, you can actually see on your phone, you know, and turn on the pump from your phone and see, you know, what parts of the field maybe aren't getting watered quite as much as others. And so it's really making it um, so much better as far as that goes, streamlining how how much water is put on each plant. So And you can pinpoint, you know, right? Like the actual you can you valve can. that needs to turn on. It's it's amazing. Yeah, wow. it really is. So, you know, they're very hands-on as far as that goes. And like I say, then on the weekends, we are all on Thursday. Usually my husband and I go to the Bay Area on Thursday. And then our kids all kind of trickle in Thursday, Friday night. And then so we're all there every weekend for to do markets. And then, you know, we have now we have all these grandbabies here going <laughs> with us as well. So we all can't work because uh, the girls are staying at the house with we have a we have a place in Half Moon Bay that's kind of our home base for the season. And so um you know, it's definitely a family affair and we all are, we're all in for the season and it's, you know, it's a busy time of year. So we have to figure out how to make that work for everyone now that, you know, these kids are getting involved in different things. And so, but you know, we, our girls were little when we did it too. So it's, it's just one of those things that now we're in the next generation trying to navigate how to make it work for all of us. I love that. And do you think they will continue? Oh, I, I absolutely do. Oh, I absolutely do. Yes, they, they are all in and, you know, our, our grandkids are, you know, growing up. I, I think our oldest grandson this year, he's five. He probably will, will tag along to the market with his dad this year, I'm sure. Um, and they love, you know, just being out in the field and watching the, they, they get excited that the blueberries are getting ripe and they're out there every day checking to see how, if they're getting blue and yeah, they, they love what we do. And I, and I see that this will be, you know, my husband's a fifth generation, my kids are sixth, and then the seventh generation is, is here too. And so it's, um it's, a, it's just a, a wonderful way to, to grow a family. It really is a, a really neat, uh, neat lifestyle to do it together. And it makes me so happy when I hear about families like yours. And because I, I know that it can be hard for children to make that decision. Do they want to continue mm -hmm. the family business or not? Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough one, especially now. It's so hard to farm mm -hmm. um, in general. But now, especially, I think it's even harder. Mm -hmm. You guys have and so I mean, many regulations. And it's tough. It is tough. And so it does make me sad to look towards the future and to wonder will my grandkids be able to farm? You know, I don't know, hopefully, but things are changing quickly. And I, I, I hope for the good. I hope that we can maintain all the things that we need to, to be able to continue with California agriculture the way it is, because literally we are the, we're the fruit basket of the world yeah. and we can feed the world right here in the central Valley. And yet, you know, it, it is tough and it is, there are a lot of regulations and a lot of issues that we have to to overcome. So 
What's the best We're doing way? our best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the best way for a consumer like me to support a farm like you? Well, you know, what you do is awesome. And we are so overwhelmed with the Bay Area. And that's kind of why we've, we've um, plugged in there. I'm mean, people there more so even than here in the valley i believe they appreciate farmers they they just i really think they get it that <laughs> you know they they want that fresh fruit coming fr straight from the field and they they have been you know i there's nothing better and that's why people ask my husband and i you guys still do markets <laughs> you can totally pay people to do that and we do mm -hmm. but we love doing markets because that's that is the, the end result that's the the final crown on what we've done you know it's it's like when people come and look you in the eye and say thank you thank you so much for for bringing these berries to us you know we love what you do we thank you for um all all the work that you do and and for all it takes to get them straight to us and yeah it would be much easier to call the wholesaler and have him pick them up at the packing house and we would do nothing. But a lot of people, that's all they do, make a call and it's done. But we love, we love the satisfaction and um, just the, the feeling it gives us when we look at the people in the eye and, and know that they really appreciate what we do. So the Bay Area people are wonderful in that, um, in that support for us. So we, we appreciate it so much. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Yay. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have to chat about ways to enjoy blueberries. What's your yes. personal favorite? And, or maybe what's an unusual way that, you know, you've seen it done or maybe that maybe other people don't know about. Well, you do a great job of, of oh. doing that. I think one of my favorite, and I, I sort of, I didn't follow your recipe because I, and I need to, I kind of did a half-hearted you did your own of version the, of the of the <laughs> um the non pizza oh, looking yes. thing with the blueberries oh my goodness that's the most beautiful picture i think i've ever seen of blueberries but thank you anyway that's my favorite um, well i need to try it the right way i guess and i it will not look anything like yours for sure but <laughs> i'm sure it will um, be good <laughs> but my favorite thing is even more so i i love them straight out of the refrigerator i like them cold and crisp and just yes. to eat them eat them fresh but we uh we do a cobbler that is everyone's favorite so we make lots and lots of blueberry cobbler it's it's more like a crisp i i would say um <clears throat> love them you know in smoothies all year round love them on my cereal i mean we just we just eat them i love them in a green salad you know that's a way that a lot of people don't consider they put other fruits in in salads but um they're learning to, hey, these, these are great. And blueberries are just a different type of fruit as far as, um, you know, they just hold up so well. So yeah. they're easy to, to tote around with you if you're going to the gym or, you know, going out for, to take for your kids and they're not gonna, not like handing them a strawberry, you know, they're not gonna have it all over the place. Yeah. So that's, um, that's a great thing. It's interesting when we first started growing blueberries back, you know, in the late 90s and started doing markets I, I would have people look at me like what am i going to do with these you know i i don't know what to i don't know what to make and oh i think gosh. um 
you know, all they thought of was muffins or pancakes. You know, mm -hmm. that's the only things that they thought you could use blueberries for. And I think over the years, um, really blueberries have become almost a staple in people's refrigerators. It's, it's amazing all year round, people are buying, mm -hmm. buying blueberries to just have on hand. And um, of course the, the health benefits that have come out in the last several years, the antioxidants mm -hmm. that they contain, you know, people are becoming more aware of all of that as well. So just to eat them fresh is awesome. I was reading a study though, it's probably been a few years ago now, that a lot of fruits and vegetables, when you freeze them, they lose some of their, their health benefits. But interestingly enough, blueberries, there's something that happens I don't, I don't know what scientifically that the skin, when it, when it freezes, it actually releases more when oh. you use it later, more of those antioxidants after frozen than, than when you eat them fresh. So, you know, you're certainly not losing the health benefits by freezing them. So, oh, that's so, so we good use them all know. year round. Yeah. 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 It's the dark, it's that dark color, whatever. You know, that's what the antioxidant is. So that's why, you know, dark greens and different things with the dark color is, is where those antioxidants lie. So yeah, eat that rainbow. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. I love that. Well, that makes that's even better for people who want to freeze their blueberries and know that it's, it's still just as good, if not better. Yes, absolutely. I, I we had some some customers that actually bought a freezer just for blueberries. <laughs> they, they filled the whole freezer to get them, wow. to get them by for the year. So I think they must've had a big family. Obviously. I was going to say, do they have a business? Do they like bake pies on the side? Like, they were just eating them. I know. I was like, I kept questioning that. Like, that is amazing. So anyway, there was a, we had a neighbor, um, whose son, his favorite thing was just eating frozen blueberries. So mm, I, yeah, I get it. There so that's my struggle. Obstacles. Yes. And that was my, that's mm -hmm. always struggle whenever I buy your blueberries specifically because mm -hmm. they're so good and they're so sweet that I almost feel like it's a crime to do something with them because they're <laughs> so good as they are. <laughs> I always set aside a little bit. So for people who can't access your berries, what are your tips for them for picking good sweet blueberries when they're at their market? Well, you know, it's, unfortunately, it's hard to tell sometimes just by looks. You just have um, to taste it. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, you know, you can, I'll, I'll buy some in the wintertime at the grocery store and I don't all think they look great, mm -hmm. but they, you know, there's just something about, you know, the taste. So it really is hard to tell uh, without tasting. Um, obviously, you want one, you want to get blueberries and purchase them before they are overripe because once that happens, it's when you see the mold on the bottom of the, of the container, you know, um, which happens a lot in a grocery store. But so I, it really is a lot to do with the variety. Um, a lot of blueberry farmers, big blueberry farmers will, will pick with a machine. Mm -hmm. And so when that happens, um, all of the blueberries are taken off that, off of that bush at once. And so a lot of them are going to be way underripe. And interestingly enough, and I've, and I've done this, so I know this is true. If you put a very unripe blueberry on, you know, if you just leave it out or over a week or two, it's going to turn blue. It's going to look, it's going to start out more, 
you know, purplish, and then it's going to turn darker blue. So it's going to look good, but mm -hmm. because it wasn't picked at the optimal ripeness, it's not going to have any of that. It's not going to have the sugar it should have had. So it's going to look great, but it's not going to have any, any color. So that's where the hand picking, like we do, really makes a huge difference because those, those berries are actually picked each individual berry one at a time. And they're picked at the optimal ripeness. They're, they're going to, the, the crew is going to go through there and they're going to leave the ones that are not quite ripe. And then they're going to come back five or six days later. And then those will, those berries will be ripe. So that's the beauty of, of picking by hand. However, it's extremely costly. You know, mm. you're, you're obviously, um, you know, paying each individual person to do that. So a, a machine pick is going to be certainly less, um, less expensive, right. but it's not going to give you the, the, the flavor that you want. And, and if you're selling wholesale, in fact, you know, all of our overage, we have to sell to a wholesaler. And so we have a relationship with a, with a wholesale company. Um, and he has told me, he said, because I'll, I'll talk about how, you know, ours tastes, how we pour our lives into these berries and how they taste so great. And he said, I'm so sorry, but I don't really care. How, I don't really care how they taste. That's you sad. Know, I just, I know he just said, and he's not trying to be mean, but he's saying, you know, I'm, I'm just interested in filling clamshells that, mm -hmm. that really and putting them in a grocery store. I, I, it doesn't matter to me if they look good. I don't care how they taste. And that kills I me. Know. <laughs> it does. It does. And and that's where these machine harvesting, you know, the, the the farms that machine harvest, you know, that's that's what they have to do. And it, it's just a sad. It's a sad situation because as the as the cost of labor goes up, you know, we can only do so much too. You know, you mm -hmm. have to you have to be able to um, sell your product for a prop for a profit. So. Um, fortunately we are able to, you know, for a lot of our, of our farm, we are able to bypass that middle person and be able to sell it ourselves and, and be able to, we can do it the way we do it, um, because of selling directly to the consumer. So well, it's, a, I'm it's a different situation for us. I'm so grateful that you are able to do that. That's, we are uh, and I wish everyone could taste it. So where can people find your produce in general? Like if, if they're in this area. So yeah, in the Bay area, like I say, we are in uh, all, all around the Bay area. We're in, in any of the, if it's on, if it's a Saturday or Sunday market, we're probably there unless it's a tiny little town, you know, um, we, we cover a lot of areas. So, and, and on our website, you can, you can see a listing of all of the, the markets that we attended on what day and what time they are. Um, we also, um, you know, we have been the last several years, we supply to Good Eggs, which is in the Bay Area, which is a home delivery service. So and they they carry our 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 blueberries there. Oh, so um, that's a good option. Um, we do sell uh, to a couple of stores um, by right market in the city, mm -hmm. uh, so carry our blueberries as well as um, new leaf market. I don't know. I think that's more South Bay, but, um, so a few, few small markets, um, carry our, our, our blueberries. And we were just happy to be able to, to have them in such a, such a huge area in the Bay area. We wish we, we have people that have asked us if we could go, you know, to Southern California and 
we just, it, that would really be stretching us, I think too much. So we're, we just concentrate on the Bay area, but we hit it hard. So, yeah. Um, I asked to ask really quickly, mm -hmm. just cause I've always been curious, do all the markets get the same kind of berries on a given weekend or will some markets get like, will the fairy plaza get the better berries? <laughs> well, the fairy plaza always does have the best berries. They sure. do. I think it's like, I was telling my husband, like, I think the fairy plaza has the best ones. Like, I don't think this is a coincidence. <laughs> well, but this is the thing is that, um, like I said, we, we start with snow chaser and then, and then towards the middle of the season, we are picking probably five different varieties. So actually in, in reality, all of the varieties that may not be the greatest, if we have overage, which we do in the middle, those are the ones that go to the wholesale, <laughs> to the wholesaler <laughs> yeah. because he doesn't care what they taste right. like. So, but, um, but all of our berries, I, you know, obviously there are some that are, that are better than others. Um, and we try to, to only send those to the farmer's markets. So typically it's all the same as far as, yeah. as far as the markets go, but because in the middle we're picking several different varieties, it would really, it would depend on who was working it and which, which crate they grabbed out of the, out of the refrigerator to take that day. So, um, one thing though, is if people ask for specific varieties, I have people that call me and say, can you please set aside, you know, this variety for me at this market? And we oh, can absolutely do that. So if you have your favorites, you let me know and I'll make sure you get that. <laughs> oh, thank you. That would be awesome. That's so good to know. I need to pay absolutely. more attention to the varieties and figure out which one I like the better. better which one you like the best. Yeah. And then, you know, before we, when we were able to give samples, I would love to be able to, I'd, I'd like taking two or three different varieties to a mm -hmm. market so that we can give people a choice when they're there. So. Yeah. And there are definitely people that have their, have their preferences. So especially yeah. chefs, you know, they, they have their, they have their favorites and they ask specifically for those varieties. So I can see that it's nice. <laughs> so when you guys get together at the end of a market day, what is that meal like? And are there blueberries or are you done by that point? Yeah, no, we, we, a lot of the time we, um, we try to have some type of a dessert or something with blueberries in it. Um, at least in the beginning of the season, towards the middle and the end, we, <laughs> we maybe throw are throwing in some other options. <laughs> but um, so at this, where we are in Half Moon Bay, we all, we're all there and we have some, um, some retired people that have their RVs that are there. So we're all having a meal together every Saturday night, probably 20, 20 to 25 of us that we cook for. So um, we, and it really is a sweet time. We, we sit around and we tell stories of, of customers, you know, whether they're funny stories or there's some just absolute sweet, sweet stories that we have had um, at markets. We have, we have made some friends that are just life lifetime friends. Aww. And um, I have a, I have a retired gentleman that lives in San Francisco and that he and his wife have been longtime customers that I absolutely love. And he, he lost his wife about a year and a half ago. And I, I, all year round, I call him every couple of weeks Aww. and we have a 30 minute conversation and, you know, he, things like that. We, we have made just really sweet friends. My husband has a, has a, something that he tells all of our customers that if there's a veteran 
um, that comes that we are, we always give them a free pint of blueberries, no matter what. And so we will have, um, veterans stories that we tell around the table or, and it's just sometimes brings tears to all of our eyes, just the sweet stories that we, that we're able to share with each other. So we always try to include something every Saturday night uh, to tell that was a sweet thing that happened. I love that so much. That's so, so special. You'll have to come and have dinner with us sometime. Oh my gosh. I would love that. That would be amazing. And I love happy Bay. It's not that far. So. Yeah, there you go. Well, before I let you go, I have some closing questions, just some quick fun ones that I ask everybody. Um, okay. What's something that you make when you're too tired to cook, probably during blueberry season <laughs> and you uh, just need an emergency go-to dinner? Well, to be honest, we have a group of ladies in our town. We live in a really small town. Um, and so every six months they make chicken pot pies that they sell. And so I always have a stash of those in my freezer. So that's my, that is a go-to for sure. <laughs> but um, probably tacos is my go-to. You know, I always, I generally have the, the ingredients for tacos. So that's and my husband loves tacos. So that's probably my go-to um, and, and probably have them at least once a week. <laughs> yeah. Same at our house. It's, it's definitely, everyone's happy when it's taco night. Yep. 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 What's the one recipe that you treasure the most? Well, I, I have a pie recipe called Magnolia pie. That was my grandmother's recipe. And it's, I it would, I'm sure it's in, in cookbooks called buttermilk pie, but it's, she oh. called it Magnolia pie. And it's everyone's favorite. I always make it for Christmas and Easter and all the holidays with family. Uh, it just wouldn't be wouldn't be right without magnolia pie. So, yeah, it's a it's a delicious um, kind of a custardy type pie. That's what I'm imagining. My, yeah. <laughs> was she from the south? She wasn't. She's from oh. England. So, oh, um, I wonder where the magnolias. Was, I don't from. know. I don't know whether that's a. I, it, I don't know that it was a family recipe of hers, but mm -hmm. it was one that she always made, and so it's been a treasured for for my whole family. But I'm the one that gets. My, well, and actually, I have ha passed that down to my daughter, so she usually makes the magnolia pie. Oh, nice. Are you messy or neat in the kitchen? I'm kind of a halfway between. I try to. I used to be terribly messy. <laughs> But I think I've learned how, you know, every time you think, why, <laughs> why did I do that? <laughs> so I have learned to start uh, putting things away as I, as I use them. So mm -hmm. that at least helps. But then I'm, you know, throwing all the dirty stuff into the, into the sink, which at the end of the, at the end of the day, is not a, not a fun thing, but I know that's saying so kind so of overwhelming. I've, I'm learning to be better. <laughs> What's a good kitchen tip? Good kitchen tip. Uh, we have a lemon tree and so I have lemons sitting on my counter. And so I always, this is probably one that everybody knows, but always save them to uh, throw down the, in, into the garbage disposal. Cause yes. it, you know, at the end of a dinner that you've made onions or something that has, you know, it's not, a, not necessarily a bad smell in your kitchen, but you kind of just want to. So after I clean up everything, I'll usually slice the lemon and run the dishwasher or dishwasher run the garbage disposal with a lemon in it at the that end of the meal. That's a great tip. Mm -hmm. Um and every week I try to share five little things, something that made me smile this week. Is there anything that made you smile so far this week? What is always making me smile these days is my are my my four little grandchildren Aww. and we just this week 
went to, or yesterday, we were going through um, a lot of old boxes of when my girls were, were little. And so we came across um, some old dolls that they had and they're, they're trying to separate, you know, the things that they want to keep and the things they really don't care about. And uh, my youngest daughter had a, it was a porcelain Cinderella doll. And she's like, I don't want this. I, I just, I'm going to, I'm going to put it in the good, you know, the one that's going to go to, to give away. And she says, you know, I think I'll just give it to, to Audrey, my, my little three-year-old granddaughter. And she absolutely, I, I, she was so over enthralled and overjoyed to be able to, to have this little Cinderella doll yesterday. What my daughter was going to just give away. It, it absolutely brought so much joy to her and she just carried her it around the yard like oh. it was I mean such a priceless gift. So I'm glad she took the time to say, hey, she might just like this. And anyway, it was a it was a sweet moment. I'm glad too. Maybe it'll get passed on and on and on. It might. It might. (laughs) Well, Kim, I loved chatting with you. I can't wait for blueberry season. When does it start and when can where can people find you? Well, we're watching the field every day. We are we will definitely um, announce it on our Instagram page or our Facebook page. So that's that's probably the best way to keep track of what's happening. Um, because in the beginning, we'll we will start with we'll definitely be at the ferry building first. Um, as, as soon as we have anything, we'll come there. So that typically is the the first couple of weeks. Um, we're only there and maybe in a couple other markets. Mm-hmm. So um, we try to space them out, like maybe do one in the East Bay, one in the South Bay, so that people can at least go to one where we're at. So mm-hmm. um, we'll definitely keep you posted. We're hoping for for the Saturday before Easter, which is just in about three weeks. So, Oh, it's very close. Yeah, it's getting closer. Um, it, you know, it was, the weather has all to do with it. So yeah. it was, it was really warm last week and then it's been really chilly this week. So hopefully if it warms back up, we'll be back on track. Nice. Well, I can't wait. And thank you for taking time out, especially oh. before your busy, busy season. And thank well, you. It was for a pleasure everything. for me and just a treat to be able to spend some time with you. Aw, thanks. Who is ready for blueberry season? I am definitely counting down and can't wait for Triple Delight blueberries to arrive at the markets. Every year, I try to develop a new recipe to enjoy them, and they're so worth the wait. If you're in the Bay Area, definitely look for them at your local farmer's market and let me know your favorite way to cook with them. Thank you for listening, and thanks again to Kim for joining us today. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate, review, and share it with a friend, and join us again next time. Until then, happy cooking. Happy cooking.